All right, guys, big episode here as we talk about the NBA All-Star Weekend and their 75 best players. We talk Vikings, rumors, maybe a Cousins trade, and more. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. Here we go, Norris Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Very well. Super good. How are you? I'm doing well because we had a great first podcast this week. So go check out our screencast where we uh, start our new rewatch of Pirates of the Caribbean. Talk about a bunch of different shows, mostly HBO shows, um, things that are coming out. It was an electric episode. I loved it. Really right. We say that every week. You say it every week. And they always are. But this time it was like especially fun. I hope we don't like lose it to the fucking ether or anything because it was really good content. I mean, the 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 amount of news that's you know we're kind of like coming out of this like COVID wave of stuff, and it's kind of nice to have studios and executives and all that planning for content to actually Mm. be released on time when when we wanted to, and that that's very helpful for us. It is makes our jobs easy. Really does. All right, guys. So. Before we dive into this sports cast, we need you guys, the listeners, to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast. Also, subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Hoorah. Hell yeah. All right, guys. What beer are you guys drinking right now? Ooh, I'm at I'm at Lupulin, which we... Or no, I'm not. This is Elm Creek. Have you guys had this Elm Creek brewing? They're pretty legit. They have that rare candy beer. Yeah, I want to try it. Their cans look sweet. Dude, this one actually isn't that great. (laughs) But I've tried a bunch of them that are great. This is like a weird hardcore stout with like blueberry, vanilla, chocolate, 8%. uh, A little much for me right now. But it it is a, you know, it's well brewed. It's just a lot. Uh, But seriously, Elm Creek Brewing is like, pay attention because, you know, they could sneak in for a Nordy Nom at some point. Okay. I'm having a collab between uh, Modest and Bauhaus called Mod Labs Oak Age Dark Lager. It's exactly as you'd expect. I was going to say, weren't you just complaining about like too much oak? Yeah. Uh, lagers, etc. I was. And Does it taste more Bauhaus right back or more Modest to you? Just say it. We love both of them. Both of them true friends of the pod. This, uh, this isn't that great. I think you so say more taste more Bauhaus than modest. <laughs> okay, we don't have to answer. Let's just move on. <laughs> I, yes, I didn't get friendly. a second beer, so I'm uh, having my last of the blind optimism from Junkyard, and it's Beautiful. fantastic. Good beers, good beers, good stuff. All right, guys, we have a warm up question today. What is it? All right, so you know uh, we love movies, we love sports. Okay. So it's time for us to all pick who our favorite sports movie villain is of all time. I would love to go first because I have what I think is the best answer. But, I mean, whoever wants to jump in, go ahead. Let me let Why me don't you it. go first and set, set the stage? All right. So I'm not like the craziest hardcore sports movie guy, but Happy Gilmore is a sports movie. And Shooter McGavin, the lines are iconic. I don't even know what the hell that guy has ever done besides this. I mean, he's just too, he is Shooter McGavin. For me, that's my pick. Feel free to join me or or trump my pick if you can. 
Shoot up. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? Okay. Well, I have a couple that I really like. Uh, my first okay. pick is Kevin O'Shea. Okay. Kevin O'Shea. Do you remember him? No. No. You no. may remember him as the Cowboys coach in Little Giants. Remember? Oh. He was the older brother football star who had like the really fancy dressed Cowboys team. And his brother was the coach of the Little Giants, the ragtag bunch that beat Oh, ass. he was just a big asshole. Always pushing Rick Moranis. Yeah. Fucking pushing his little brother around all the time. Just an absolute douchebag. My other pick is Dwight Goodman from Dodgeball. Um, perfect. His name well, is White, it's White, White Goodman. It's White Goodman. Oh, White Goodman. Goodman. <laughs> kind of like Saul Goodman, but even more on the nose. <laughs> a White Goodman. White Goodman, man. Love this guy. He's insane. He's he's pretty much just like um, Dodgeball is pretty much the same movie as Good Burger, but instead of making burgers, it's playing Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Um, what an absolute douchebag this guy is. Uh it's kind of an iconic comedy. I'm going with White Goodman. I love evil Ben Stiller. Nobody yeah, knows. He's lead my own blood. No, I mean, he's good in it. The movie does blow, but he's good in it. He he saves the movie. Ryan, what do you got? Dodge, dive, Dutch. Um, I think probably one of my favorite movie villains um, is Johnny Lawrence because mm. I love the Karate Kid as a kid. Um Although I think like maybe the real villain is is the his instructor, like if you want to if we're gonna do like a top down analysis, right, um, right, right, right. He was misled. I don't right? know. I think that's I think that's pretty, yeah. Like uh, the nature versus nurture kind of thing. Um, otherwise, Ivan Drago is pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Those those are like my like as far as like sports movie villains go, it's kind of like slim pickings. Um, but Drago's good. I mean, I don't know. Do the monsters from the original Space Jam fall in that? I mean, is that a, I absolutely love that. You could absolutely pick the acceptable? monsters. That's iconic. Okay, hmm. I'll go. What was my first one? Damn it, <laughs> Johnny Lawrence, baby. Johnny Johnny Lawrence and the monsters. Like those will be my two that I would pick from. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Cool. You guys feel well, let warm? Let us know what you guys – let people know – let us know what you guys think. Who did we miss? Who had it right on the head? Who is the biggest villain in sports movie history? So, <clears throat> time to warm up. And uh, we're going to start with Major League Baseball, which has spent the last, like, 40 years not being able to get out of its own way. They're gonna, They're set for another labor strike. And the worst thing about it is this time they probably need it. Things are such a mess. It's such a stupid sport. Like their their whole entire goal is to have. I'm not saying baseball. I'm sorry, baseball's not a stupid sport, but Major League Baseball is a stupid sports league. Mm-hmm. And they're they're big, it's it's run yeah. by a lot of stupid people. Yes, and their big idea is that they're going to have like five teams that are like these super team, and that everyone's going to like these super teams. But they are terrible at building star players, and the same teams win every year. And baseball has 162 games at people's home stadiums. And it only works if you have a lot of people wanting to go to the ballpark and cheer on their team. And they've made it so the game is so uneven that the best teams have to just sell off or trade their best players for kids because otherwise they'll lose them for nothing because they can't re-sign their own players. The contracts are completely out of whack. They don't pay guys until they're about 30 years old. 
So the the superstar 22-year-olds either get these weird contracts that are way below what their value actually is, or people are paid pennies until they're in their 30s, at which time they sign like a 14-year deal for like $500 million until they're like 44 years old. And then by the end of it, they're like a minor league player who can't hit a fastball. It's just such a mess. They're so greedy. They can't figure anything out. They can't build stars. They can't get young people to care. They can't fill the ballparks. They can't make any level of parity. It's just, it's such a mess that like, I would think that the best thing for them would be that they would like rip it all up and kind of start over and they won't because they're baseball. And then to, to compound that, like, and I have no love for the players association, um, itself but they're like they make a proposal of like well instead of being year eight for a free agency we'd like it to be year seven so that players could get paid a year earlier and the owners are like absolutely not that's going to cost us way too much money but like if you look at the money being thrown around by the dodgers the red Sox, the yankees the cubs the white Sox, like the major market teams I don't understand what the problem is that all that means for the bigger clubs is that you'll be able to get your hands on, you know, Tampa Bay Rays pitcher a, a year earlier, or, you know, Jose Barrios is going to be traded to the Toronto Blue Jays a year earlier because he's going to be a free agent a year earlier. And so like the turnover, mm-hmm. I think would be like the, the clubs that have money seems like this would be a no brainer, but they're just like, so staunchly against anything that the union proposes, even if it makes sense, they're going to say no to it because they have to get some sort of like de facto win. And it's just annoying. Like, I think that Eric is absolutely right that major league baseball needs to have a shutdown to like rip up everything and start over. But I doubt it's going to last though, because wouldn't the season be starting? What is it like April? They start to do like get together. They don't have I think if they don't have a deal in place by the end of this week, they'll start miss, missing games. Really? So, yeah. I mean, right now they pushed out, they pushed back the start of spring training until March 7th or something like that. And if it goes beyond this, they're going to start pushing back the season. Yeah. Wow. It's a huge, it's they're, they're in deep trouble. Like to me, the, the only thing that's comparable to major league baseball is like the Catholic church. Uh, and it's just complete inability to like connect with young people. And like bring new people in. And they're just like these old institutions that have so much money and have had so much power and have had so many members, but like they're not changing with the times and times are passing them by. And so baseball needs to make some significant changes. The best thing they could do would be to hire a bunch of like new blood people to run the the league is what they should do. But they won't. Mm-hmm. It will continue like, and now everyone, the seventh inning stretch. Stand on your feet. Hold up your Cracker Jacks. Bring yeah. out your All-Star Get ballot. Get your bag of peanuts. Yeah. Your hanging Chad All-Star ballot and sing with us. What's like wrong awful. with your – that's your complaint is if they do a, a seventh inning stretch? How about they? How no, about the seventh like, inning is the last inning? How about the seventh inning is the last <laughs> inning and there's only two fucking outs? Let's go. Yeah, it's just like they need to make some serious changes. The game yeah. lasts for eternity. And the fact that they can they get to choose if the game goes fast or slow is kind of fucked up too. I was like, I was thinking about this well, the other day and maybe this comparison has been made, but 
imagine an NBA or college basketball without a shot clock now. Like you you would like right. places like Wisconsin would would thrive and you know like it, it would be unbearable to watch. And the NBA has even said, okay, even if you get the rebound, the shot clock's even shorter. It doesn't even go yeah. all the way back to 24. So the fact that Major League Baseball has survived this long without some sort of a clock to say, hey, fucking get, like, you're throwing a ball and you're swinging at it. We know what we're doing. Everyone just get on the same page. You know what I mean? The fact that they haven't implemented this Dude, they need like archaic. two warm-up pitches. Two warm-up pitches is all you get, and it take you get one minute to do it because they were already warming up. That's what the bullpen is. Why do they get get out there and you go to commercial break? Well, they're well, technically they're so usually. Fuck. Well, but they they have a numeric pitch count, so generally what you get is like yeah. six. You get like six or seven pitches just to adjust to the mound, right? So like the, the mound, mound in the oh my god, oh but what no, if but we like, made all the mounds the same height. I mean, no, they it's, did. It's they so did. Simple. But I'm just saying, like, they they're just like, okay, we're gonna go to commercial break anyway. You get seven pitches, and that's it. But they don't they don't let them have any more than that. Like the ump will sit yeah. there and count and say, like, you get a certain amount of pitches, and that's it. Um, Please tell me you guys saw that bullshit in the college game where the guy hit the walk off homer, but the first yes. base ump gave the timeout because he couldn't pit. see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just atrocious. Baseball, like they just are. They're clueless. The people running baseball are clueless. So we've talked about baseball it is a really Let's fun kids game. More. I tell you what, great for kids. Little league is yeah. fantastic. Uh, it ain't working anymore. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to a topic that everybody cares about: the Olympics. Oh, um, the Olympics are finally over. Uh, the United States finished fifth in medals behind Norway, Canada, Russia, and Germany. And let me tell you, that's unacceptable. Not because I'm so pr- patriotic Olympic guy, but because the combined population of those four countries that finished ahead of us is 274 million people. The United States' population is 335 million people. Right. But only you got to remember only we like 4% been- of Americans are rich enough to compete in these sports. I was gonna say, who? How many people in the United States can afford like the best downhill skis that money has to offer? Yeah, more people than in Russia. That's true, but they're doping there, so yeah, and they got oligarchs to pay for skis. Like they don't give a shit. I just want you guys to know that I watched um, exactly ten minutes of the Olympics, and it was the U.S. hockey team playing against um, Slovakia or something, and we lost in a shootout. <laughs> so Slovakia knocked us out. Yeah, man, I didn't pay attention. I know Sean White won some stuff and maybe retired, and he's cool. Um, I don't think he won anything, know. did he? What about the famous Sean White interview? Him. One of the great interviews of all time. Mountain Dew, baby. Yeah, <laughs> talking Mountain Dew, baby. <laughs> Wait, drinks? You're having drinks? Oh, so good. It reminds me of the the greatest interview of all time. The kid who had the house party, and they like flipped the cop cars over. Do you guys remember the, who was like the really hot? Was it Nina Dobrev? Nina Dobrev or something from Entourage? Okay. She's married to Sean White. How That's, about that? Really? Nina Dobrev yes. is from uh, Twilight, not from Entourage. No, she, Vampire Diaries. Hey, there we go. Yeah. That sounds right. Well, but good for him. Do you remember this kid, though? The, the Australian kid who was like, the the woman is like scolding him, and she's like, "You, they're flipping over cop cars." And then he's like, 
She's like, what do you have to say? What do you have to say to your neighbors who are afraid and your parents who are disappointed? What would you say to other kids who want to have parties like you? And he's like, have me do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I love that kid. I love that interview. Party ever. That's what references. And he's like, <laughs> they're like, when you look in the mirror, how do you feel? Do you like what you see? Yeah, I love it. Everyone does. <laughs> Take off your glasses. Just no. an all time. All right. So uh, also in news, um, Minnesota native Michelle Tafoya is leaving to go join um, Fox News because she is so mad about critical race theory. Yeah, she had this thing that's like, okay. I can't imagine a world where I have to tell my kids that, that, you know, the color of your skin matters. And it's like, well, let's unpack that for more than one fucking second and see, like, actually, I'm sorry. It shouldn't, but it does. <laughs> you know, it's just not that complicated, Michelle. Hey guys, this is important. All right. I want all of our listeners right now, if mm. you are a person who is concerned about critical race theory, I am a high school history teacher. Okay. And at no point has there ever been any talk of critical race theory. No one has ever said that. Do you want to know what I teach about? What actually fucking happened? Well, hold on, and- Eric. Do you want to know why? Because critical race theory is a graduate level course at like a handful of Ivy League schools. Yeah, but like all these people are so worried that their kids are going to high school and they're learning about critical race theory. Guys, we learn about things that actually happen in history. And guess what? Some of them are good and some of them are bad. And sometimes we learn about bad things that happen and sometimes we learn about good things well, that happen. Do you think because Minnesota, this is an honest question, Eric, do you think Minnesota will become a state like others? that have passed bills that say if if you're teaching something that makes a white student feel uncomfortable then the parents mm-hmm. can sue the school district for that. This is what I will tell everyone right now and I could not be more fucking serious with you. If that kind of law passes here in Minnesota, your kids won't be learning things that make you uncomfortable, but they will be learning in your fucking kitchen. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They will. They'll be in your fucking kitchen and you'll be teaching them because there ain't going to be any motherfucking teachers and I'll be the first one to walk out. So if you dare Woo! vote for some kind of bullshit like that, see ya. I'll go do something else and I won't watch your bratty ass kids. So- Woo! <laughs> Love it. Let's go. Michelle Foya, fuck her. We didn't need her anyways. She didn't add anything to the show. All right. Um, well, let's get away from like this crazy like conspiracy theory i'm getting heated i'm getting heated so yeah let's move on away from the QAnon shit we gotta get away from that we gotta find some people who do their own research aaron Rodgers and shailene woodley call off their engagement oh what a shame yeah that's because aaron Rodgers, the guy she got engaged to he has changed so much has anybody changed more in like two years than he has no well cool and that was not it, I mean, it, he was always like a narcissist, right? In the the news needs to be about me, but yeah. now he's now he's gone down the the path of you know Eric and, and you and Jim have talked about this, where being a right wing um, mouthpiece is significantly mm-hmm. more lucrative and like ego stroking. Right. And I don't even know, like for some of these people, if it's the money, it's just like the amount of retweets from Russian bots and Iranian bots (laughs) and North Korean bots that they get that they feel like so empowered that this is the thing that they're going like, this is the hill they're going to die on. Like Aaron Rodgers, 
you could go to Mayo Clinic right now. It's a three-hour flight from Green Bay, and they could show you data upon data upon data about how vaccines work in this way. And he would never do it in a million years because it's significantly more um, hand-jobby to his ego to be in the right wing uh, conspiracy of I don't trust the government and et cetera, et cetera. And it's annoying as fuck. So I hope Shailene Woodley left his ass guaranteed because he's a complete fucking D bag. And she was like trying to like half heartedly like defend him. Like, Oh, you know, come on. He's, you know, he's got his own opinions. And then eventually like, you know, uh Jimbo's joke was like just him yelling sheep at her when she was like, Well, vaccines are actually sheep, you know, and, and so <laughs> you just just like I can't, I can't do the that. room and just yeah. is like I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he'll end up him, him and Michelle Tafoya will be a perfect match. They'll get married, it'll be perfect. Can't wait. But then he might right, live in uh, Minnesota. Finally, guys, Neymar. I would take him as my QB, baby. All is forgiven. Neymar can't wait to come to uh, the MLS. He wants to finish his career in MLS. This guy is like um, more worried about like being famous and not working hard than he is about being the best player in the world. And don't get yeah. me wrong, he's fantastic and he's had an incredible career. But he's going to have a short career. Who's he the NBA not... equivalent of Neymar then? Who's in the NBA that, that whose career is just like his? Um, Allen Iverson. No, yeah, that's a good one. No, no, okay. Right. Allen Allen Iverson like wanted to lay his body on the line at all times. Like he, yeah, he is. was kind of an okay, insane okay. competitor. Maybe there isn't one. Maybe I just thought maybe maybe you guys have come He's with something. Who burned out kind of fast? Like who who burned bright but burned pretty quick? I mean, that's Zion. who he's going to be. Jeremy Lin. <laughs> like he's he he truly was one of the five best players in the league for a while. Um. But, he would be the you know, he would be better yeah, than the five best players in the MLS combined if he goes there, even at an advanced age. Okay. I, I, would have, I have a perfect guy. He's James Harden, is who he is. Oh, He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute dynamo offensive player. for a long time. I think he did win MVP. James Harden won MVP once, didn't he? But like yep, also yep. has never won anything significant. Other than that, yep. Yeah. And also has never had body, like has never cared enough Loves about his the body. Strip club shows up fat every fucking time. Demands trades. Wow, yeah. that's like, it's perfect. See, I knew you'd come up with something, Eric. And 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 Neymar's weird, funny one is that every year he gets injured for his sister's birthday. <laughs> so every really? year of his career, he's missed like a week and a half in January, where it's his sister's birthday. He gets hurt the same time every year. And has to miss the games, and then goes to her birthday party, and then comes back. That's kind of sweet, but it's messed up. Um, so Neymar, he'd come to the MLS, and he'll bully the MLS because it's really bad. I saw that the Colorado whatever team is playing in this like big, huge like Western Hemisphere tournament, and they lost to the a team from Guatemala. Yeah, people are like, is the MLS going to be one of the biggest leagues in the world? It's like not until your best teams can beat Guatemala team. Yikes! So um, that'd be great. Is that the Rapids? Yeah, the sure. Rapids. It'd be the biggest signing. It'd be the biggest signing the MLS has ever had. Bigger than uh, my boy Zlatan. It'd be cool. Very cool. Yeah, right now it's probably Zlatan Beckham, Wayne Rooney. Oh, Beckham was huge. Yeah, that's probably still number one though. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so let's move on to some Vikings talk. Um, first things first, the Panthers are supposedly asking about Kirk Cousins. This would make perfect sense, um, as I kind of felt like they were the most likely destination if he was to get traded, because they're the most desperate team for a quarterback right now. Um, Cousins is a good quarterback. Uh, how, right how, dare you, how dare you disparage Sam Darnold? <laughs> I think the Panthers would disparage Sam Darnold at this point, but... Um, Cousins to the Panthers makes a lot of sense if the Vikings are willing to part ways with him it would get the Vikings cap compliant really quickly and it would give the Panthers a quarterback that was like competent Um, so it's hard because the Vikings would obviously want to save money and get draft picks Uh, the Panthers don't have a lot of draft picks they have the sixth pick in the draft they don't have a second or third round pick this year so here's my trade that I'm throwing around right now that I think is perfect okay in this trade, the Panthers get Kirk Cousins. They also get the Vikings 2022 first round draft pick, which is number 12 in the draft. Okay. So the Vikings give our first round pick and Kirk Cousins to the Panthers. In return, we get JC Horn, uh, first, first draft pick of the Panthers last year who plays cornerback, a position we desperately need. We get the 2022 first-round pick of the Panthers, number six overall. So we move up from 12 mm, to six in the okay. draft. Both teams That's still big. have a top 12 draft pick. And we get their 2023 second-round pick. So we get a second-year corner who was a top 10 pick last year. We get a second-round pick, and we get to move up from 12 to six in the draft. Does that work we get to lose salary-wise says no. in terms of trades? At this point, it doesn't matter. There doesn't have to be equal at all because you just have to be cap compliant in a few weeks. Okay, sure. So as long as they were under the cap when they were supposed to be, it works totally fine. So that's my trade. Saves us a bunch of money. Brings us in a big young cornerback who is promising. It brings us to the sixth pick in the draft so you could go get your quarterback. And they can afford the 40 mil? Yeah, I mean, they, they would have to. They would, would, have, to, they would have to do like a, re, a, a an extension. Essentially, yeah, they could get him. They could get his cap number down to ten if they wanted this year. If they needed to, like they could do whatever they want. Um, I think that it makes sense for everyone. I can't imagine it'll happen. I think Cousins will be back because I think the Wolves want to win badly right now. Um, and there's really, and there's sure really that, no replacement. And I'm pretty sure that O'Connell is looking at Cousins and saying we could do exactly what Matt Stafford did yeah. with the Rams. And I'm not saying we have the Rams roster, but. I think he's looking at Cousins and being like, oh, we could scheme him into being a top 10 quarterback. And I, it's just weird because I feel like every coach looks at Kirk Cousins and thinks that. Yeah. And well, if he's 15, scoring. always, why not? It's not <laughs> and, that big of a joke. And Kirk's like, oh, no, you don't. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't you worry. Kirk, don't Kirk. Kirk was the number one ranked quarterback last year in a clean pocket. And he has been for, like, years. Yeah. But he was the 17th ranked quarterback when pressured. So – when he's under pressure, he's an average quarterback. When he's not under pressure, he's an elite quarterback. So you would imagine that any team that had Kirk Cousins would be desperate to build a great offensive line. I was going to say, how did they not? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Trade everybody away for offensive linemen. But I think I feel like we're going to have the best offensive line in the league because Kirk will be the best quarterback in football. Yeah. Mm. Damn. I love it. I think it'd be great. I'd be so excited if something goes down like that. I'd also be pretty excited if we keep them and see what we can do. So I'm good either way, but I'd love to see something get announced, you know? I think I think it's a it's a nice double-edged sword because Eric's trade makes a lot of sense. I mean, just on paper. But 
then that means this upcoming year is going to be tragically bad. Like we don't have a quarterback. I don't, I don't know what we would do at the quarterback position. Um, but then at the same time, if you keep Kirk and you know, you hear the things like Eric said about Kevin O'Connell being like, I could totally scheme him into being an elite QB and a healthy Thielen and Justin Jefferson and a healthy Irv and, you know, Dalvin, making proclamations way outside of his pay grade um, that there's the Super Bowl waiting to happen um, also gets you fired up, right? So which which one of those is more appealing? And I think given our nature, you know, in the current society, the, uh, the win now mentality might seem a little bit more appealing, but I wouldn't hate yeah. trading for the sixth pick in the draft and maybe taking a top tier QB. So nothing I, is more exciting than an NFL offseason because it is truly the league of who the fuck knows. And right yeah. now it's all potential. And we haven't, Eric, have you got any whiff of the stink yet? Like you did last offseason? Well, it's too early yet. for that, right? It's all power. I mean, it smells great, right? Right now, it's just the NFL is the best league at just making you excited all the time. Yeah. Because who knows? Is second and basketball is tied with soccer. Did probably. the Bengals think they were going to fucking go to the Super Bowl? No, that's no. incredible. The Rams, no, yeah, especially especially not coming off of like Joe Burrow's knee injury, where they're like, I know we don't even know if he's going to be ready for training camp, and they go all the way. I love it. So I mean, it's it's so exciting. Um, I know you guys will keep me uh, up to date on all the developments, and that I look forward to that. All right, so. Uh, also, the Vikings are hiring a bunch of coaches. Most notably this week, they hired Wes Phillips, uh, who was the tight ends coach and passing game coordinator for the Rams last year um, to be their offensive coordinator. He's going to okay. serve in the same role that O'Connell served under McVay. As like an architect of the offense. More do you like than, it? Uh, Ryan, do you like it? I do. I think this is a good hire. Okay. I, I think taking guys from the Rams that are like young up-and-coming coaches – is here. I don't like, obviously. I don't know anything about West Phillip, so I can't yeah. honestly say one way or the other. He's never had this role, but he is like a sought after young coach. Um, he was a guy who was up for being the offensive coordinator for the Rams after this. He's a 42 year old who's kind of moved up through the ranks now pretty quickly. Has worked under a lot of the best young coaches in in football. Comes from the same tree as all these guys do. So, well, um, and his dad. And his dad is Wade Phillips, who was the D coordinator for the Rams for a few years, but well, not when Wes Phillips was there. No, they but like he was also him. like his dad was also like the D coordinator for like Super Bowl winning teams. Like so, there's there's yeah. some pedigree there. Um, the Vikings also raided the Packers um, by taking their outside linebackers coach Mike Smith as we're moving to a new defense. We've ran a four three defense forever. And we're now moving to a 3-4 defense for the first time, which is really exciting. So they're going to need some new coaches that can implement that. So this guy's coming over from the Packers who run that defense. Eric, can I ask you a question about this? Because this has been weighing on my mind a little bit. Is this a decision based on personnel? Or is this a, I'm the coach and I've decided we're going to run a 3-4 defense and I'm going to make the personnel fit my scheme? I think that they looked at the Vikings defense and said, we have to burn this to the fucking studs. What kind of defense do you want? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. 
And they were like, fuck it. We'll just get rid of anyone. Who I heard some take it. online that was like Anthony Barr would be Hall of Fame level in this new style, this new setup, whatever. Yeah, a lot of Isn't people that true, think like, truly like now. rushing, rushing, edge rushing guy. Like A lot of people think Barr is going to stay now and that Kendricks is going to be gone. No, come on. That Kendricks doesn't. That Kendricks doesn't want to learn a new defensive scheme and wants like, to stick that's in a silly. He's young. That's ball. crazy. He'll do whatever it takes. I, mean, 30, yeah, I think the players 30. want to stay on this team. Really? He's 30. He supposedly wants out. This is what they're saying. Wow. Okay, um, they also are bringing in Matt Daniels to be their special teams coordinator. Um, he was the assistant special teams coordinator for the Cowboys. He's 32 years old. Um, they hired... Uh, special teams assistant Ben Dotwika. I don't know where he's from. He coached for everybody. It sounds like he was at Army last year. And they're bringing back Durante Jones as their defensive back coach, who was the coach with the Vikings in 2020. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. I mean, you guys like this? It's a really young staff. It should be exciting. I don't know a lot of these guys. I mean, the guy we hired, Durante Jones, was the D coordinator at LSU last year. Okay. And – so like it's a bit of a dichotomy between offense and defense where the defense is super old and experienced. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. And then the offense is full of lots of young up and coming, you know, potentially great minds. But uh, I like that. Uh, is it Wes Phillips is like yeah. in his early forties. It doesn't make it seem so yeah. preposterous as like if he was like 33 as opposed to 43, yeah. right? It's like he's been around long enough. Um, you know, his dad was there. He's been he's been through the trenches. So um, I I have no idea whether I like any of these hirings outside of the fact that if Quasey's on board and if uh, KOC's on board, then I'm on board. So I'm with it. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. I'm, I'm excited about the team and it's going to be fun because the NFL is fun when you're good and it's fun when you're bad. It is like, it's just fun to have change or it's fun to compete. Like it's just, they just keep you on the edge of your seat all the time. So, um, finally guys, NBA talk. It was all-star weekend. I don't even really like the all-star weekend, but towns did say, they said, what's your strategy in the three point contest? He said, win the thing. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what he did. make he make did. as he many as I can. That he was going to win it. It was cool. He's a, he's a badass. I love that. Like to see him really embrace the Timberwolves. Like every chance he got with the presser was like, it's been ten years since a big man won, and it was a Timberwolves guy. I don't know who won ten years ago. It was a Timberwolf, by the way. Maybe Don't you guys do. It? Shit, no, I don't know. That wouldn't have been ten it, years ago. Well. I guess that's what it's been, and it's all been about like bringing it back. And then they're like, "What do you, you know, what what are you looking forward to with the All Star game?" He's like, "I'm looking past it to the playoffs. I'm in playoff mode." He is like so bought in, and he's such a fucking star. You guys, he's so good. We're so lucky to have him. Every time, every time I watch him, like, yep, he won us another game. He literally carried the fucking team. He's so consistent. It doesn't surprise me that he won this. He's in like a total fucking goblin mode, dude. He's he's unbelievable right now. He didn't. He wasn't unbelievable enough though to make the NBA's seventy-five year team, the seventy-five greatest players to ever play in the NBA. Um, this was a pretty cool event with all the best in the world, and for some reason, it, it was the same thing. And this was so confusing to me. I know we've talked about this before. 
But all I've heard the last like two weeks is more and more and more and more hate from every corner of the internet, from every person I talk to, of our guy LeBron, who we've witnessed his greatness for all yes. this time. And he's just hands down one of the two greatest players to ever play basketball. Of course, he's one or two. They ranked him two in this when ESPN went through the top 75, and I think that's appropriate. Yeah, ESPN had him at number two. Um, They had uh, Jordan at number one. They had Kareem at number three. They had Duncan at number eight. They had Kobe at number 10. Uh Um, I think they had Dame Lillard at number 75. Yeah. So. Anthony Davis shouldn't have made the fucking list at all. He was in like the fifties. That was crazy. Um, Garnett appropriately seventy one, baby. And I think that was like I was actually pretty surprised that Kevin Garnett, obviously first ballot Hall of Famer, all these guys are right. Um, but twenty one, do you think that's? I mean, it's kind of high. He won the one no, championship. Was he was just like the second best. Well. Behind Shaq and Duncan, he was the best big man of a whole 15-year period of basketball. Yeah. And let's let's uh, also make sure we call out the voting panel was comprised of a large swath of not just NBA, but like professional basketball in general uh, people that are involved. Yeah. From, there was some of your – I, I didn't hate it. I don't like, think Dame should have made it, but you know, whatever. I'm not going to nitpick it. But I think it was. A, I think the the voting panel was a, like a really good cross section of like old, new, female, and then like writers. Like I think it was like mm-hmm. the Venn diagram that they they managed to capture in the voting group for this 75th anniversary list was pretty diverse. And so I think that the list that we got is pretty accurate. You could you know, argue nuance here and there, but I think it's pretty close. There's some notable guys in their top 40 on ESPN. They had McHale, Minnesota native at number 39, Steve Nash at 37, um, Kawhi Leonard at 33, Scotty Pippen at 32, Allen Iverson at 31, Dwayne Wade at 30, Chris Paul at 29. Mm -hmm. Um, Carl Malone at number 23, Charles Barkley, 22, Garnett, 21, Jerry West at 19, Giannis at 18, Dirk at 17, Steph Curry 16, uh, Moses Malone, Julius Irving, Hakeem Olajuwon. Maybe he's underrated. I think Olajuwon's probably pretty underrated at that spot. This this guy probably should be in the top 10. um, Is number 12, Kevin Durant. Um, Number 11, Shaquille O'Neal. 10, Kobe Bryant. 9, Oscar Robertson. 8, Tim Duncan. 7, Larry Bird. 6, Bill Russell. Five, Will Chamberlain, four, Magic Johnson, three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, two, LeBron, one, Michael Jordan. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know how you really argue those top seven. It's just – it's a weird thing to do when you're like, we're going to rank all-time NBA, including people that have been in the NBA five years and people that have been out of the NBA for 50 years. We don't know. We don't know if, if Dame's going to go and all of a sudden join a team and win like four championships and then be like, well, I guess he – he really did belong on it. He's he's now he's 30, you know? So yeah, it's an ever changing list and we'll revisit it in 25 years or some shit, but it was really cool. I thought it was awesome. Were there any I bet ESPN will revisit it in about six months? Were there any, yeah. uh, <laughs> they like, we like got a lot of attention on it. Let's, let's redo it. Were there any snubs that you guys felt might've been notable 
Probably Wally Zerbiak would be my number one snub. Like, where's Zerby? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't know. It's all good. I, I feel like a list I really want to know is Jim's favorite five Timberwolves. Derek Rose. Ooh, have to I'll, be, I'll, I'll revisit it. It'd have to be Derek, Derek Rose, <laughs> Edward, Edwards, Towns. Towns is, is, is my favorite ever, yeah. I really love Corey Brewer, which is weird, but he I did see him score 55. I was there that night. And Wiggins. And that was really special. That made me cry a little bit. So Yeah, like I don't know. Pe- That's tough. I'll have to revisit, man. The Godfather, Pekovic. Rubio might make my top ten. You didn't like Kevin Love. I did for a long time until I realized he was a bitch um, as a person. You Gosh, Ryder was so fun for a while. I mean, obviously Garnett is on everybody's top five. You know, he should. No, but be, I'm but... talking about the, yeah, like the top fun. 75 NBA. No, I have no idea. I got yeah. no, got no answers. For okay, yep. too many guys to think about. All right, guys. Well, uh, any last words for you guys before we head on out of here for the week? Uh, let's go wild. Let's, let's go, go wild. Put up seven again. So fun. They absolutely really put the. Hammer down on what's his name for the Oilers? Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid didn't stand a fucking chance. No, it was over you before he got on the ice. All right, guys, that's all the time we have this week on the Nordies podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Go back, check out our screencast. And otherwise, thank you guys for another great week hanging out with your buddies here at the Nordies podcast.